If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. But let me explain. It is free, people. They have creative tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, which will make your life a lot easier. And this way it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many other apps that play podcasts. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Just go to the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm online to get started and you can thank me later. going on people this is strange talk with doc and once again this is your host doc and then i appreciate you coming back time after time and as you already know we are not about kicking no serious knowledge here we're going to talk about this that and the other whatever was interesting going on in this world since last week we're going to discuss it from politics to sports to general conversations but we are going to leave out the gossip. We don't do gossip over here. I'm a man. I ain't into that kind of situation. I don't give a fuck who's dating who. Things of that nature. I don't deal in rumors. I deal in what is out there. Information that could be disseminated by the masses. And I just give my personal opinion. I would love to hear from you. You could help. Just look up Strings Talk with Doc on your favorite search engine. And my information will be there where you can call in live. We can debate topics. You can correct me about a situation that you might have think that I was way off base on. I'm not always right. And I can handle that. I can take that. My shoulders are big enough. Uh, I also would like to hear your feedback. Any feedback is welcome, positive or negative. I take negative feedback as also a positive thing because I can learn. I'm not so smart that I can't learn some things. So once again, this is Strange Talk with Doc. Let's kick this bad boy off. I want to talk a little bit about something a little silly before I get into some meat and potatoes. Bumper stickers. I really would like to know, what is the exact purpose of bumper stickers? Does everybody need to know that you have an honest student child, that you love your corgi, that you went to such and such college and you root for a certain team? You have a favorite uh, political party. I mean, you're just opening yourself up for strangers, people who do not know you, who should really have no insight on your thought patterns. You're giving them a reason to key your car maybe in a shopping mall lot. You're giving them a reason to bust a window. I mean, it's nice to be proud of things. And I don't say don't be proud of things, but we have to keep our personal lives away from our public lives as much as humanly possible you have to have some kind of shut doors to some things and everybody doesn't need to know everything about your life i do a podcast but this podcast is not open to every door and every avenue and every alley to my existence there are some things that i must keep to myself 
because they could only be used to damage me. And bumper stickers, I don't see the purpose. First of all, I like my car. I love my vehicle. I like to keep my vehicle clean. The last thing I want is some sticky substance that says some bullshit on the back so that you know that I'm a Cowboy fan. No, it's not important. The people in my all know I'm a Cowboy fan. They all know I'm a Yankee fan. It's no need for, you know, Joe Blow, who I've never met, who I'll never have a conversation with in my life, to know these things. Oh, I was having a conversation, and I seen something earlier this week where I guess it was a celebrity of some sort. They got into a little bit of trouble because they said they actually had a favorite child. If I'm not mistaken, it was Jamie Presley. And this uh, resonated with me. I believe that we are people who do play favorites. You do have a favorite child if you have multiple children. You do have a favorite pet. You do have a favorite coworker. You did have a favorite teacher. It's just the way of the world. There are some people who touch you in a way that other people cannot touch you. It has nothing to do with the love isn't shared equally. But they are always favorites. There's the ones who maybe they need a little bit more. Or this is the child that needs a little bit less. And that fits with your personality. So I don't believe that it was right for anybody to come down on her being honest that she literally has a favorite. We I didn't say playing favorites was right. But I said to have a favorite is fine. I don't th- I don't see anything that's wrong with that at all. So we have a, a lot going on in the world, and people love to use their social media platform, their Facebook, their IG, their Snapchat, to talk a hell of a game. They're always egging other people on to do things that they're not themselves willing to do. They want people to throw rocks. They want people to revolt. And yet and still, they do no throwing of rocks themselves. They do no revolting themselves. They stay status quo. They keep quiet as a church mouse at work. They make sure that they don't even have certain people from their business life uh, able to be friends or to see their social media while they spout nonsense. I had to call somebody out on that this week. I mean, because they said some really ridiculous shit. There's no need to say any names, but you cannot ask somebody to throw a stone for you if you've never thrown a pebble. And that's just the bottom line. I have come to the point in time in my life where I have stopped playing all kinds of games with people. I am not anybody's bro. I am not anybody's friend. I am not anybody's partner. I am not anybody's go-to buddy or day one. My day one, unfortunately, are no longer on planet Earth. The people that I would have went to war with are no longer among the living. And I do not disrespect their honor in my life, their place in my life, because the highest honor that I can give somebody is to call them brother or to call them friend. And I just don't know those people. And it does not bother me. I do not sweat over it. I don't lose a drop of sleep over that kind of subject. But I'm offended when someone who has never exhibited any kind of brotherly love or friendship towards me feels so freely to state that they are my bro. Because we have this big thing going on online. These young black men 
are making these like 30 second videos. You know, I fuck with you, bro. Uh, you're my partner. I love you. I mean, these are videos that they're making and maybe the people they send to, they legitimately do love them. They legitimately do fuck with them. But these are not videos to be sent willy-nilly to just anybody because you've known them for 20 years does not mean that you're close to them. There are some people who take the word friendship very seriously. I happen to fall in that category. That is, like I said, the highest honor that I can literally give another man. So uh, if anybody knows Doc, they know that that's, uh, I, I hate the word pet peeve, but I guess it. It's apropos right now to you, so I don't play that game. So this judge, her name is Tammy Kemp. She's the hugger and Bible giver to the young lady, Amber Geiger, who was convicted of murder, the police officer in Texas. So she, she's been doing the rounds on TV, and she defends herself. And she uses a really stupid way to defend herself by claiming that this 30-year-old Amber Geiger does not know or has no ability to find out how that she can be forgiven. So she says, you know what? I'm going to give you a Bible so you can learn about forgiveness. Does she not realize that this is a bullshit excuse that anybody with any form of intelligence can read through what Judge Kemp said? Because Amy Geiger... Amber Geiger could not have lived 30 years and not have heard of any religion on the earth. She had had to have heard of religion. She had had to heard of holy books. She has had to heard of, I don't give a damn if it was Buddhism, Muslim, uh, Christianity, Greek Orthodox. She heard of something. You don't go and you cannot live 30 years on this planet not on this planet, in this country, and have never heard of any form of religion. I am sure, I don't know, I've never been, but I'm sure prisons still allow in one way, shape, or form some form of religious freedom. So uh, for the judge to use this as an excuse was bogus. It really bothered me. She couldn't even own up and say, you know what, I fucked up. I should not have done this. Because maybe I don't come off that I don't come off of my bench to give a hug to Laquan or Shaquika when they're convicted of a crime and they say that they want forgiveness. But she picked this particular woman to be the poster child for forgiveness and Christianity and, and she's wrong and she should have apologized instead of doubling down. So we had a little child, Cal Alwood. He's nine years old. He's been charged with five counts of first-degree murder, two counts of arson, one count of aggravated arson after he allegedly set his family's home on fire where five people died. And this happened back in April. Now, this there's two parts to this that I'm really confused about. I've never really heard of us identifying a child in a crime. The boy is nine years old. We need to get him whatever help that he needs. I don't know his situation. This is tragic. This is tragic for the family that they lost so many people in one fell swoop. I mean, children, grandparents. But what do we do with a nine-year-old? Well, I mean, how do we not make sure that this child, 
does not become an absolute monster because the way the law is set up, if you are locked up as a juvenile, you can be held in correctional facilities at least until you are 21 years old. So we are talking about 12 years of some form of incarceration, institutionalization of this boy. This is will be all he knows. He would have never went to junior high school, high school. He would have never played on the block. All he would know was gates, keys, go to sleep when we tell you, wake up when we tell you, and predators, other young juvenile predators. And we have to, I don't know what to do. I have no clue. And I'm hoping that Cal does not become a problem to society after the age of 21. I hope that he gets all the help that he needs, that he will never put other people's lives in jeopardy because this is tragic, not only because he's got to live with this, and who said that he didn't love those people and that this was just a major mistake? But we pay for our mistakes. But I don't know how we make a nine-year-old do it. So this is going to be interesting. So this is where a lot of the people with the, uh, hello, who is that? Hold on. Before you say anything, whoever you are, I need you to have 100% clear line. I need you to not be moving about. If you are driving, if you are walking, if you are out and about, please hang up and let me do this on my own. No background noise. I cannot have it anymore. So who we got? Good morning. This is Bones. Okay, Bones. You did hear me, right? Sure it did, brother. Okay, because like I listened week, back I told you where I would be. I would be in the car. Okay, but the car's not moving. Stationary. Sure okay. ain't. So we have um, Joshua Brown, who is a key witness in that Amy Geiger murder case where she was convicted and given 10 years for murder, which is tragic. They come up with a, a the deal is supposedly Michael Diaz Michelle, who's 32, Thaddeus Green, no, Thaddeus Charles Green, who's 22, and Jacarius Mitchell, who's 20, murdered him in a drug deal gone bad. I have not seen that this is not a possibility because I I am not going to vouch for Joshua Brown. I do not know him. But I also say to myself, could the police be so bold and stupid as to murder him after the trial? What would be the benefit of murdering him after the trial? Okay, you have a... Uh, civil suit but civil suit is money you could always just blow off money but if you wanted to protect the cop when you killed them the week before what do you think about this case uh, joshua brown you know it's almost sad about you know our history in this country how we could come to that conclusion but um I don't believe the police killed him. I believe it's just unfortunate. You know, he just got caught up in the streets. And and that's what it is because he was no major player. And it wasn't like an egregious thing uh, to warrant that, you know, to protect Amber Geiger. Like it was taking down some 
dirty cops or whatever. So right. she wasn't a part in the air. She wasn't a part of yeah. some huge conspiracy. Now this is where right. I have yeah, a problem. Like, that's I don't I don't believe that. You know, you know how like in uh, Brooklyn they had the things back in the seventies and Serpico and uh, Fort Apache, the Bronx. You know, it was like some serious shit. I, mm-hmm. With her, no, I just believe that just some. He looked like a good guy on the stand and character guy, but he had some other stuff going on, you know, and it's just an unfortunate thing for him and his family. Yeah, and you know what? We have to. I would really like for us. Racists love saying that we play the blame game. That we blame this, we blame that, and we blame the other for some of the plight. See, now, the misnomer is that black people are doing bad. Black, there are a lot of black people who are doing damn well. Landowners, good credit, massive amounts of college degrees. We are doing everything. We're doing everything they're doing. Good, bad, and indifferent. But we can't just automatically go to conspiracy theories. I mean, you know what? My social media was flooded when this young man died with every conspiracy theory known to man. Sometimes the sky is blue. And some always one plus one equals two. It has not been proven that one plus one equals anything but two. And we have to buy into it. Now, let me just say this real quick. It's not mutually exclusive that you have to be a good person and a good witness. Sammy the Bull Gavano was a horrible man, but a great witness. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was a mass murderer, but he made a great witness. So you don't have to be a good person to be a good witness. And not that say that this young man was a bad man. Shit happens. You know what I mean? Shit happens. Drugs have nothing to do with you witnessing a murder. He might have been involved with some drugs. And who the fuck said he wasn't just buying some little personal shit and the guys who did this to him were just petty and and guttural and low life. But that's a, you know, the drug game is, there's no really way out of the drug game for a user. The best, the best defense for the drug game is don't buy, sell, or use narcotics. You won't have problems. I've never had problems with drug dealers because I've never involved myself with drug dealers. So I'm not on their radar. They're not looking for me, and I'm not looking for them. I don't know where they're located, and I don't care where they're located. You know? Now, we did have a judge, and I, you know, I, unfortunately, I, I think I have the judge's name here, but I'm not sure. But this was a 21-year-old kid, and this is a lesson that young people need to learn. His name is DeAndre Somerville. He's from West Palm Beach, Florida, naturally. He got sentenced to 10 days in jail, right? A $223 fine. He had to write an apology letter of 100 words, uh, do 150 hours of community service, and the judge's name was John S. Castanets because this dude 
overslept and missed jury duty. So you know what? Young people need to learn that now for this young man, he's lucky that the judge lowered everything. He took it off of his criminal record. He lowered the, the community service to 30 hours. He put him on probation for three months and make instead of making him serve 10 days in jail. But this is what could have happened to him. All because, you know, everything's a game. Nothing is serious. So instead of being serious about life and, and, and doing your responsibilities, you and that jury, you know that anybody with intelligence figures out a way if they really don't want to do jury duty to not do jury duty. And I think that this, they should pass this kid's story out in every high school in America just to let them know, even though it's not something big and he didn't kill nobody or steal nothing, this could be you by being irresponsible, that you honor your word, you do what you're told to do when you're told to do it, and you show up on time. There is no such thing as late. I mean, you can't waste the court's time. You waste a judge time, he's going to be angry. There's only a couple of people who can waste a judge time in court. That's a prosecutor, that's the defense attorney, and maybe some star witness. A juror can't do it. It cannot be done. So, Bones, if your kids never heard of this guy, let them know about this guy so that they, they oh, can avoid Yeah, I will definitely let them. them know because the ones that just turned 18, I just registered them to vote, told them you got to vote, you know, so they just got registered. And um, I will let them know about this guy, this cautionary tale. Yeah, and that's all it is. It's this is a what could. Now, imagine if the judge was vindictive, evil, and uh, in the conspiracy theory of the Trumpians, the black anti-Trumpians, who would say that he wanted this kid to suffer. He had this kid by the balls, but he then he relinquished. He just wanted to teach him a lesson. This is what could happen to you. You must do what you say you're going to do, especially when you take. Here's the thing. You've been in jobs where you had to do it. I've been in jobs where I had to do it. When you take the oath, the motherfuckers can hold you to that. They can literally hold you to the words, every word of the oath that you took. Because that is what they're going to use against you if you go against it. You know? So I, um, we're going to lighten up a little here. I watched The Walking Dead this weekend, and I sat there and said, Doc, what is the matter with you? Between The Walking Dead and Power, my head is about to explode. It is horrible. <laughs> the first 10 minutes of The Walking Dead, if you have not seen it, you're a week late anyway. Watching them become 300 or the Spartans. I was like, you know what? I thought these people were well-versed in the art of war by now. Okay. Well, remember, this is the new group. Uh, Carol is still, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of them were uh, cowardly and just running around. Matter of fact, there's this one guy who's running around in a sports coat all the time for no damn reason at all. I wanted (laughs) him to take that jacket off. Take your sports jacket (laughs) off. Carol, I, yeah. I don't even understand what Carol is anymore, or I haven't really understood yeah. who she is since 
Um, Morgan destroyed her about four or five years ago. He got in her head and messed her up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, before we got another caller, I'm going to say the same thing that I said to you, Bones. Clear line, if you're walking, if you're driving, if you're somewhere where there's background noise, I appreciate you calling, but please hang up. So hey, this is June. This is June. Okay, June. Okay, June. Morning. So now, what's up? Yeah, that's Bones. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I will tell you. I don't know if either one of you watched it, but the Wu Tang American Saga is the shit. That is quality television. And I really, I'm always a fan of Wu Tang Clan. But I'm a bigger fan because they let you see their vulnerability. Young black men who do stories about, you know, their biopics, they always got to keep it so gangster and so ghetto. And they didn't do that here. Because I, I was having a discussion with my wife. You watch the movie NWA, right? If you watch yeah. the movie the NWA, Ice Cube has to keep it so gangster. He didn't even let you know that he was a college student. That he went to college, a major university. You you watch the movie, you just think he's some street cat. He's an educated dude who went to college. But he doesn't want the mm-hmm. general masses to know it. Now, in this show, Wu-Tang, when they hurt, they cry. Like, they cry. They literally, it's all right. They're humans. When a friend dies, they cry. But if you're black and you make anything gangster, all kinds of true emotions, hunger, nobody's ever hungry, nobody's ever, their parents are never uh, drug addicts, nobody ever suffers, there's no pain. And, and, and for that alone, I like, I appreciate Wu-Tang. But Is this on Netflix? It's not on Netflix. Um, it's on Hulu. And they're up to episode about, episode eight now. So, if you want to go back and do a marathon of it, it is the perfect time because I'm I'm I have to wait a week. And I hate that I have to wait a week because I'm also watching this thing called Godfather of Harlem. The Bumpy Johnson story. And Forrest Whitaker yes. is tearing that shit up. It's a good story. Unlike Ghost who Ghost and Tommy are two clowns. Okay? Clowns. When Bumpy says that you are going to die, you die before he gets the word die out of his mouth. You drop dead right then. That's how gangsters handle their business. Not Tommy and Ghost, who in the beginning of the episode, they hate each other. The middle of the episode, they start to come together. By the end of the episode, they hate each other again. I mean, this has been going on now for two years. Gangsters don't get down like this. They don't coexist like this. Or gangsters no. would be considered jokes. The, if you don't, they must have changed writers. Well, they changed writers quite a while ago. I mean, I, I think so because you could tell the quality has gone down, and the shit is predictable. And then, you know, from and then the storylines don't make sense. Tyreek's storyline is totally unbelievable. Don't make sense. Even the storyline with Tommy and Ghost, that shit ain't making sense either. And the Serbian that's playing them makes no sense. And you know what else gets me, Bones? We're New Yorkers, born and bred New Yorkers. Where the hell is the NYPD? 
I mean, mm-hmm. where the hell is the cops? The cop is only two cops in all New York. These two females, and then I don't give a damn what drug gang you are. There are rival drug gangs. There seems to be no other rival drug gangs in all of New York. Right. Okay, they had they had they had a problem with the Spanish guys for like two seconds. But where are the Dominicans and the and the Jamaicans and the Haitian guys? I mean, this is New York City. There's no other crews that be like, you know what? Y'all just don't run all of the city. You're Queens dudes. What the hell are y'all even doing over in Brooklyn conducting business? That's our territory. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and then even their crew, it's only it was only what three guys. My wife oh, asked me about yeah, they, that every week. Right, yeah, their crew seems to be like only three guys, those three. Those, and there's only down to one because one got killed, so now they're back to the two. And so it's a total of three people moving all of this weight. Like, where's everybody? Yeah, where are the soldiers? And right, are, yeah. You know, this ain't usually my thing. Lala Anthony is a Kardashian, guys. She is now built or been put together like Frankenstein's monster, like a Kardashian. I I can't even look at her on screen. She's so her body is so comical. I want to laugh every time I see Lala. I don't remember what she used to look like, but damn, she fucked herself up bad, man. I mean, these women with this injections and these fake hips and stuff. She's a mess, and she can't act. And her character is is ridiculous. You don't go from school mom to gangster gangster just overnight because a guy is having sex with you. It don't work that way. No. Almost like but she's Black I, Holly to a degree. Yeah. I I uh I tell everybody this. If you're not into power, stay away from power. Don't bother with it. Do are you guys watching something? Or listening to something that you find outstanding that you want to share? Mm, I'm watching Chicago PE right now. I like that. Okay, that's with that guy who's the hardest hard rock on the planet. I can't yeah. stand it. <laughs> that, that, that guy, he eats he eats metal and shits out thunder. I don't like those kind of characters. They're unrealistic to me, so I can't deal with that. I tried in the beginning, but but if you enjoy it, good for you. But uh that guy, uh, I don't know, something about him, his face, everything just irks me. There's people <laughs> like that on the planet. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Anything I else? I heard they have a new Breaking Bad movie that's coming out. Listen, I, I don't... On Netflix. I have, I have a little bit of a problem. I've been watching Better Call Sal now for four years, and Better Call Sal is slower than Breaking Bad was the first four years, so... I'm kind of out. I'm kind of. What is that about? Breaking. Better call Sal. Remember the lawyer, Sal Goodman. Uh, yeah. Walter White's lawyer. Mm-hmm. So what we doing is going back in time. He's not. He wasn't even born Sal. He's born something else. He becomes this dirty, uh, crime boss lawyer guy down the road. But in the beginning, he's just like a, a, a corny dude in a, with a law firm in New Mexico. But we got to go through this long, drawn-out story. So we find out who the guy who had the stroke is, 
We find out who those twins are with the curly shoes. Everybody mm-hmm. that you see in Breaking Bad, we see them before they're in Breaking Bad. But if the story was better, it'd be spectacular. But it's so, and put it this way, it's an acting show, right? Why does an acting show need 18 months to come back for another season? There's no action. There's no car bombs and stuff. So right. it's been two years since the last season was on. I mean, it's not like it's wow. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, you could understand it taking two years. I mean, shit, there's a lot of CGI to do. Mm-hmm. This is just people sitting in chairs. You couldn't do that in six months? Now, I, I don't like this guy. I like a lot of his music. But he did say a line, and I, I, I don't even know if I believe it, but I like the line. Kanye claimed this week that he'd never made a decision in his life based on color. And you know what? I like that. I like that line. I like the concept of that because I hate racists. I hate mm-hmm. black racists. I hate white racists. I hate Asian racists. I hate Hispanic racists. I hate Indian racists because I find them to be foolish and stupid people. It's based on nothing. Racism is based on literally nothing. And and the idea that a black person thinks that they cannot be a racist, they're even dumber than the racists. Because, yes, you, you need to pick up a Webster's Dictionary, look up the word, and find out what racism... I didn't say you can do systemic racism. Black people don't have the power in this country to do that. Right. We don't we don't have the power in this country to do system-wide racism. We just don't hold that weight. But on a you know what? Here's a white guy. He's a singer. I hate him already. I won't even listen to his music just because he's white. I won't watch his movie just because he's white. Because that's foolish. I mean, and, and what really makes it foolish is you're using his system every day. You use, if you really think about it, we're using their dollar system. It's not like we exchange, we're black, we exchange uh, pebbles with each other to buy goods. We don't. Because if it was just black men in America trying to do the black thing, we would have no homes, we'd have no car, we'd have no credit, we'll have basically no education, we would have no food. We survive within their system. And that's why I don't like it coming from us the most, especially since it's so phony. You posted something the other day about don't be mad at China when everybody's walking around with Chinese in the back of their fucking tags inside their clothes because yeah. we're naked. But think about it. The guy who screams and hollers about white people all day long, think about yeah. what would he have in his life he was not a part of the system. What system are you going to be a part of? You're going to go to a mountain somewhere? Yeah, because then you will be on a bartering system. Exactly. And who's bartering with you? And what are you going to use? Pebbles? You're going to find somebody who's going to exchange meat for feathers. You can't. And you won't. So to scream and holler about nonsense all day long just doesn't make sense to me. My ears can't hear that shit anymore. It's got to be backed up with something concrete. Now, I, Bones, June, Mm. I never tell a person because I ain't no above it all Christian 
love everybody turn the other cheek type person. If somebody does you wrong, you have the right to hate them with as much venom as you want or as little bit of venom as you want. That's your choice. But to hate them because they got big feet or a sloppy nose or belly, I mean, little stupid shit. You know, the same person that says that, you know, they don't want to hate or, or they hate, those be the same people that claim a God. You know, mm-hmm. all their books say the same thing. They're going to have to answer for your hate when the here after comes. And what excuse are you going to give? If you're sitting on trial, the, the, the ultimate trial, and you got to explain that I hated them because, and he's not going to ask for some dumbass answer. It's going to have to be the most intelligent thing that you've ever said in your entire existence. And if you come back with a weak-ass answer, if you believe that way, you're going to burn in hell. Now, I don't believe in a hell, but that person's going to burn in hell because they're going to have to give an account for every... It says you have to give an account for everything that comes out of your mouth. Not part, some, a little. Everything that comes out of your mouth. Oh, I hate those homos. So why do you hate those homos? Would you personally raped by every homosexual on the planet oh no 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 i wasn't but i hear they do that type of thing so why do you hate them you know damn i hate blondie what blondie ever do to you you know it's interesting you know how people you know you're indoctrinated into certain things and then when you come around people now it it basically takes off the your disguise now and you have to deal with the reality of the situation. I mean like us, we never grew up around white kids. Your our but their teachers taught us, but you didn't really deal with them unless you went into the military or transferred into school. And then like me, I I didn't go to boys and girls. I went out to Lincoln so they was out there. But it was segregated because they ain't fuck with us. We didn't fuck with them. I mean, that's just the way it was. Maybe there were some kids that we I just spoke to, and they probably didn't want to speak to me, and I wanted to talk to them. But due to the climate, they hung out with themselves. They hung out with them, went to the military to a large degree back in 83. It was the same thing also. So, you know, like we all like living in segregated shit every day, going to church, unless you just uh, get together. Yeah. With one another, so you're gonna it's gonna have your your biases and prejudice against the people until you actually sit down and have a conversation. Like, oh, everything I learned thus far is not true about yeah. you. You yeah, said segregation is okay as long as you don't bother anybody. You said you something that's very. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead, Jim. No, I'm saying you don't have to mingle with everybody. You just have to respect everybody as you want to be respected. Now, you said something that's very important, uh, Bones. A person finds out that a lot of what they they were taught is wrong. Now, I did a whole show on this. I did, I matter of fact, I have one of my, because this is on my mother. I went and I finished school in Utah. Can't get no whiter than Utah, okay? We talk about 1978, 1979. I was living in Utah. Ogden, Utah. 
from Bed-Stuy to Ogden, Utah. I got a white roommate who was from Kentucky. After living together for about two weeks, he comes to me and he goes, you know, I don't mean to insult you, man. I like you. But could you please let me see your tail? Please, I'm begging you to let me. I said, what the fuck are you talking about, my man? He said, don't y'all have little tails? Woman. <laughs> and I said, you got to be joking. And you could see in his eyes he wasn't joking with me. He wasn't pulling my leg. He really, really, really believed. And see, you talk about indoctrination uh, bones. That's the thing. That's weird. Cause see, I wasn't indoctrinated like that from my parents. Now, me and him ceased to be roommates maybe two minutes after this conversation because I left him in the dark. I wanted him to believe whatever he wanted to believe. I wasn't there to prove I didn't or had a tail. By the way, I don't. But, see, I didn't have those type of parents. I had progressive parents. You understand? I had very progressive parents. My mother was college educated in a time where a lot of black women wasn't college educated. My mother was not going for that shit. I had to have reasons for my I couldn't just spout off some shit. I never heard my mother and father just cuss a race of people in my home because they were a race of people. My mother was trying to get on the come up and she knew that coming up meant that you had to be in a certain world. And so she she put that in me. She's like, you're going to do things in life. And sure, you know what? I prefer you not to bring home Becky. That That's her preference. But you're going to love who you love. But see, I can't say anything about that because my mama's father is of that persuasion. So what the fuck would I say? You know, I didn't grow up with the same circumstances every young black man had. I had direct white people in my family. Direct. So what am I supposed to do? Hate them? For no reason at all? No. So there, there were some things that I was I was uh, immune to that other black kids in the neighborhood had as, as their personal experience. Mm-hmm. Shit. Uh, my closest friends coming up when I became a, a young adult were all white guys. Because when I was down in Wall Street area, it wasn't a lot of us. It wasn't a lot of us. Shit, I couldn't even get guys to leave the fucking neighborhood. They were so tethered to the block, they didn't even want to go to Manhattan. <clears throat> right. And, I mean, and goddamn, and you that's don't even want to go to Manhattan, man? Where, that's where the dinner is. That's where the, that's where the fucking women are. That's where the clubs are. Mm-hmm. You want to stay on and, the block. And, and, and you know what? People saying, why is this guy dating this person? Why is this person dating that person? They're dating what they're around, what they're exposed to. Like me, growing up in Bed-Stuy, now I don't move up to the suburbs. My kids and my nieces and nephews, they're encountering a, a, it's more diversity. So this is what they're exposed to. So it's not that many black people who live there. So they are, we are there, but they're also too exposed to Spanish and Asians and Caucasians. So... This is what they – so now I have to hold my own tongue on certain things because of my things that I'm still working through on how we grew up. 
to not infect them, you know, with my thoughts. And the only thing I could just tell them is treat people the way that you want to be treated. You know, of course, you're going to love who you love, but definitely know who you are first and foremost. You know, don't get it twisted and thinking that everything is peachy clean and tree line streets for black folks in America. But don't, but, but don't let that also to be a crutch for you also to say someone's holding me back because the only I preach every day, no one's holding you back. The only person that can hold you back is yourself. Whatever you want in this life, you can be what you want to be as long as you work hard towards that uh, thing it, that you want to do. Yep. Bones, no doubt. If you're willing to pay the price, that's what my father said. If you're willing to pay the price, there's nothing that you can't do. I've always been willing to pay the price. I like a lot of people. I don't love a lot of people. I know the difference. I don't give a, I have never asked anybody how they feel about me because I truly do not care how anybody feels about me. I would never ask my wife a stupid fucking question like, do you love me? Either she does or she doesn't and her actions will show me. So I don't have to ask that. And I'm not interested in hearing a bad answer. So me personally, I have never I have never cared. I you know what? I like what I like. White women were not my bag. Because one, they don't have something that I really like. I like a black ass. <laughs> and you can't produce that on a white woman. I think the most beautiful thing is a naked black ass. It it just looks better to me. So I'm with that. But I don't care who the next person, I don't care. I never cared who the next guy sleeps with. I mean, shit. I, I'd rather a, a brother be with a, a white woman who loves him than to be with a black chick who got six babies by six different dudes that he got to deal with every damn day. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a bigger headache. And I've had those buddies. And they can't say that I haven't told them. What the fuck? Why you think of yourself so low that you got to be baby daddy number seven? You got to pick up the phone and pass the phone to these other four motherfuckers that she got kids with. There's other chicks out there that ain't got kids. Go game one of them. But that's just me. That's why everybody can't stomach me. <laughs> but I, but I, I could dig that. I, um, I was I was talking about this before you guys came on because when you say you, you, you got to, there's nothing that can hold you back but you, you got to look around the crowd that you're with and see if they're holding you back. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people are so scared to get, to untie themselves from the block. See, I don't, I don't have ties. I don't have those type of ties. I don't, I don't have any friendships that that hold me back in any way. Everybody's expendable because I'm expendable to them. So I don't play that game. I don't worry about that. I tell somebody in a, in a you know, and I, I'm the type that I'm going to wipe your phone number out of my book. And as soon as I do that, that meant I forget everything about you. I don't remember your birthday. I don't remember the good times that we had together. You no longer exist. God gave me that superpower. That's the one superpower other than being able to eat any there's nothing on the earth that's hot enough that i feel it 
I something happened in my brain where I could eat anything hot. I mean, the hottest. I should be on YouTube doing those hot challenges. I cannot feel heat at all. That sensory in my brain burnt off, but that would be cheating. That's why I don't do it. I do have some honor. But, I mean, shit, other than that little lady I got here, everybody's expendable. Shit, I'm not even close to my family, man, but I don't make no bones about it. I ain't one of them fake motherfuckers that say blood is thicker than water. Blood don't, ain't never meant nothing to me. I'm just that dude. Never. I'm not close to any of my relatives. None of them. And for no particular reason, not that I ever had a fight or an argument or anybody ever stole anything. But when I see that you think one way and I think a total another way and there's no ground in between, why bother? Because the rules say that I have to? Because you're a cousin? Shit, I have aunts and cousins I haven't seen in 30 years. And don't and won't go to their funeral and they won't come to mine. And we don't dislike each other. It's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. I'm a is what it is type person. Shit, I, I always tell my wife, when I die, burn my ass. Don't even tell anybody. You don't even have to tell my own brother. I don't care. I won't be here. Who cares? See, but most people can't say that. And if people could say it, they won't mean it. See, they want somebody to cry over them. I don't want you to cry over me. You didn't cry over me when I was alive. No need to cry over me when I'm dead. You didn't come see me when I was sick. Ain't no need to come see me when I'm dead. I look at the world very hardly. And I like it like that. But it's hard for me to find people who think like that. I have in the past, but they're now deceased. Matter of fact, I was talking about that earlier. My day one guys, they thought just like I think now because we trained each other to be that way. But they're no longer here. Shit, them day fives and day sevens and day fifteens, they don't count. They're just there. The day ones are the ones that count. I ain't got no more of my day ones. See, that's what I didn't want. But... Okay, we had Shaq and Lilith go back for part two. Have you been listening? Have you? I, I, I would think that June heard them, but Bones, have you heard their diss tracks against each other? No. I would check it out, but I never heard it. Look, what do you my, think my, of insight is what you, my insight is what you post. <laughs> I, uh, June, have you heard them? I heard them, yeah. yeah. I thought... I, I don't I don't know if there's any such thing as a winner or a loser uh, with it. It's just entertainment to me. It was funny. I hope that they continue to do it and have this number 70 and 150. Fuck it. Do it for the next 37 years. Who cares? It's just fun to me. Uh, two multimillionaires just knocking. Now, what I don't want to see is that the All-Star game, them hugging and kissing and shaking hands like, you know, nothing matters because right, I don't right. come. See, now that's the part of the neighborhood that sticks with me. You can't call me a whole bunch of MFers and then we cool. We not cool no more. You know what I mean? At least me. I don't come from that world. The bitch that I came from, if 
If you called somebody a whole bunch of MFs, man, that wasn't your buddy. Yeah, speaking of that, Shaq is doing a lot, man, <laughs> lately. You know? Who else he shot at? No, no, no. I'm just saying he's doing a lot. Like he's doing, you know, the rap and the, that club he has in Miami, I think, somewhere. He's busy these days. Shaq stayed, man, Shaq's been busy since we met him. I mean, think about it. He was on Arsenio. He was putting out rap records, making movies. He's got his team. Yeah, he's been busy. Shaq, Shaq is a businessman walking and talking. Matter of fact, instead of Dame coming at him with raps, he need to be sitting down and say, school me, brother, because you just enlightened me about Junior Bridgman. Mm-hmm. I had no clue that that man's business acrimony was as high as it is. That's what you do. You sit down with a shack. I think he's another guy who owns like 40, 50 restaurants. Hey, yeah, man, he does. Teach me. Because you know what? Shaq is putting in to place where his great-grandchildren will be fine. You know? Mm-hmm. Where his great-great-grandchildren will be fine. And, and I, I'm with that. Uh, Shaq is a clown. I think he's a clown. But I think when you're as big as he is, Instead of scaring people all the time, you got to have a little bit of a softer side because if not, Shaq would be a very scary man. And I don't know if he could do business being so scary. But because he's comical, he seems to be able to. People like Shaq. There's a couple of people on this planet that people really love. For some reason, people really love Snoop and people love Shaq. Everybody loves Snoop Dogg. I don't know why. I mean, Snoop Dogg ran around with a pimp. There's no reason to really like him, but people like him. Yeah, and that's just like with that thing. He got flack with that college when he did his show at midnight. And, you know, talking about weed, drinking, had the strip pole. But what was you expecting? You know, you wasn't going to get no – this wasn't going to be the common show at midnight with a bunch of college students. He's He's not Carlton from the Fresh Prince. It's Snoop Right. Think about this, and you can go back and, and, and prove me wrong or prove me right. Google Snoop at the White House. He brought the Bishop Don Juan, a pimp, to the White House. So you think Snoop gives a fuck about what, what and how he does things? No. If you could breed a pimp to meet Obama, you know you're going to get a Snoop Dogg gin and juice show. He's just... He's not Kanye with the confusion. He don't want to. He don't want to sing about Jesus all day. You know what I mean? This is Snoop. <clears throat> that's like. I think. That's like I think people Uncle think. Luke. I think people who think people who have money are supposed to be a certain way and have a yeah, certain tone etiquette. it down. Yeah. But no, we were already we already living proof right now that that don't mean shit with the guy in the White House. Yeah, that's true. Now think about this: <laughs> if you had a Say you you had a daughter and she had a sweet sixteen party and she found out about uh, two live crew and you invited two live crew. You don't think that Luke is gonna sing Doodle Brown? You crazy? He's singing Doodle Brown. That's that's what he does. So you know what? You get what you ask for. You know. You get what you ask for. Now I think the NBA this week really screwed up with China. I mean. I don't, the politics part, and maybe the timing by Dal Maury, 
but I don't think the NBA should have ever apologized from the get-go, and that's the only mistake that I really see. I don't think that they should have apologized. They should have told China nothing. We are not saying anything because this is just one of those things for Trump to try to hijack. That's all this is. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was uh, he's the one that gave that guy uh, Maury the balls to, to say that in, in the first place. <laughs> but you know what? We have the right over here. If he was on American soil, he could say what the hell he wants. I just didn't know that the NBA kowtowed so much to China when they got a $21 billion contract here in America to be on TV. How much money do you need? Their $1.5 billion is nothing compared to the $21 billion you're making here, but they don't want to let a dollar get by. James Harden, I'm done with James Harden. I tell you now, I am not a big hater. James Harden is now below a Nick to me. He is below the Knicks. And you don't, it's hard to be below a Nick and a Giant to me because that is shit under your shoe. What James exactly? Harden, what did James do? Harden kowtowed and bowed down. He, uh, we respect the Chinese culture and you respect uh, human rights violations, James Harding, because they're, they're signing checks for him. So everything is forgiven along with the check is signed. And so, I don't I don't agree with those type of people. Everything's not money. Money, we can't live without money. I, come on, June. I ain't going to say nothing that's stupid. We need money to eat. We need money for shelter. We need money to put gas in our cars and pay for our health care. But he don't have those issues. He got a $200 million contract for Adidas, which is a company whose owner is an American. He Guaranteed. Yeah, mm-hmm. he gets paid by the Houston Rockets another damn near three hundred million in America. We talking a half a billion dollars already. Does he need the extra two hundred? I mean, does he need the extra twenty five million that he gets from China so much that he took China's side in a human rights conversation? Talk so about 20, out of touch. Yeah, twenty million dollars after making five hundred million guaranteed, they can't even take from you. You're going to take the side of the people. I mean, has he not picked up a newspaper or looked out the window? China, for the last five months, those people have been protesting. And they're protesting over there for a reason. All he had to do was say, I read, I don't really feel comfortable answering this question. In the discussion, everything's over. Nobody's mad. That's what Kerr did. Kerr said, I'm not versed enough to be talking about this, so I'm not saying shit. And we 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 had to we know we can use our freedom of speech to shut up also. You you see who stood behind him and didn't say a word because he was smarter. Russell Westbrook didn't say a word. He said, "I let dumbass James do this," but you ain't gonna get me on no soundbite saying something stupid. Just like they caught Stephen A. this week. See, black people love to compare. Black people love to compare. If a white guy hurts his toe and he gets one stitch and a black guy hurts his toe and he gets five stitches, we get up and armed. So this idiot, Stephen A., has to bring up the Israeli-Palestinian thing while talking about basketball in China. 
Nothing to do with each other. Nothing at all to do with each other. But he thinks he's being slick, and it comes back and it bites him in the ass. And I'm sure his management said, well, you had to bring that up. What did this have to do with anything? You know? Because I, I didn't hear his about... comment. I know that I heard they just went to commercial. No, he commented. He said, just like a lot of people don't want to speak about this China NBA thing, is just like we have an opinion on Israel and Palestine, but we don't say nothing about that. But we, we, I think that shit is almost taught in black homes. If something goes on in this world, always find a counter argument. But you don't realize it's the same shit Trump supporters do. Don't act like the Trump supporters. Be better than them. They look for comparison. When a white guy commits a mass murder, what's the first thing the Trump people say? What about Chicago? Chicago? But you <laughs> can't be just like them. So when Geiger gets 10 years, deal with that case. Don't bring up another case where a black guy got 90 years as though he didn't deserve the 90 years. Maybe he deserves the 90 years. Apples are apples and oranges are oranges. They're not the same fruit. But we love to, and social media drives me crazy with that. It's a comparison field. That's all it is. Let me find somebody who made a meme or meme. Okay. What's the one I seen today? Black kid, lemonade. He gets a summons because he doesn't have a permit. White kid, lemonade stand. The cops buy lemonade from the kid. Has no permit. You don't need to put the two together. You can argue why it's wrong that that kid got no, uh, why he got a summons for not having a permit. And then you can argue why did the white kid get lemonade brought by the cops by having no uh, uh, permit. You could tell somebody's uh, level of intelligence about how they like to uh, debate. If you debate only using comparisons, you wouldn't, you wouldn't pass first year, freshman year of college. You would fail out of school, freshman year of college. You can't use just a scale. There's got to be in-depth arguments on both sides. And then you give somebody something to look at. But if you're just saying, this is black, this is white, then what are you really saying? You're not saying anything. I think if we ramped up our level of uh, thought, we'd be in better shape. And they got a bunch of dummies showing us how not to do it, and we're not taking the example. These people for Trump, what they'll do is they got some go-tos. If something goes wrong, it's Obama. If something else goes wrong, it's Clinton. If something else goes wrong, it's Chicago. And they leave it at that. And that's good enough for them. There's nothing to back it up. It's just a comparison. You know, one guy has a nine and a half inch penis. Another guy has a five inch penis. Doesn't mean the guy with the nine and a half inch knows how to use his better than the five guy. So comparisons don't always work. 
Matter of fact, screw comparisons. They don't they don't mean shit. What are you comparing? Dig deeper. Shit, I would love to I would love to see somebody actually make a social media auto uh, argument for a change that was deep and not just that water surface like fourth grade level argument. But that's the world we live in. This is the example we set. And I'm not talking about black people. I'm talking about in general. It's the example we set. That's why, you know, I, one thing I do a lot, right? I post uh, memes and stuff, but I never like to mo- post other people's words without adding some of my own words to it. Because it's not going to touch me. I use them as a sounding point, but nobody speaks for me. So I have to add my own words. The person who don't think, they let somebody else put the words and they use every word that they say because they got nothing to add. Oh, that looks slick. I'll take credit for it. But what's your thoughts on the subject? Yeah, and, and like, so, you know, I'll be, like say if you're in a group or a sports group, any type of multi-input uh, conversation, people will look for other people commenting to, to, to tag along with, join up with, right? So if they're speaking better about their argument, you know, they'll, they'll uh, as that person comments, then, they'll, you know, they'll piggyback. You know, tag along, you know, yeah. Yeah, they, the, the art of debate is lost. It's a lost art. They don't, uh, they don't, come, they don't back anything up. Can you say that again, back. please? Could you just repeat that? Yeah, I, I heard said, you, but I just nope. need to hear that again, Bones. Yeah, nobody, I mean, because when you, you can tell, like you said, a person's intelligence, when you sit there and you talk to them about certain things and you just start pointing out certain, your facts, which is indisputable, and they still, that cognitive dissonance part of their brain, like, oh, no, you have done rock my world. I'm just going to stick with this. Let's just, like, take Colin Kaepernick. When he's not. He should be in the NFL, but he's not. And then you start pointing out just some of the worst quarterbacks who have no business being in the league. You know, from that guy Nathan Peterman, that guy <laughs> from the Jets who tore his leg up last week, and um, there's a few others. You know, that are some are starters like Case Keenum, that that lefty guy. I can't even think. The one that was like six ten, playing horrible players. But yet instead, Paxton Lynch, a, the, the list goes yeah, on. Right. Yeah, exactly. You can like probably count out 10 who should not even, should have never made the league. And then yeah, you're just saying are. that stuff. And you're saying, now here's a guy who made the, you know, went to the Super Bowl. He did this, he did that. So you're saying that all of those guys are, he's, he's not better than none of those guys that make the roster? At least? You're just talking about numbers now, not even a personality, character, numbers. And they'll still go with, oh, he, he was declining. And then you'll point out, well, he had like seven or eight um, offensive coordinators and, and coaches and, you know, a four-year period and this and that, no system. And and you're just talking football talk and not even um, emotional about how you feel about the man. You're just talking numbers. But, oh, no, <laughs> my thing is staunch. This is it's what just- I believe. I'm throwing, out all, Kraft, I'm throwing out all facts, all evidence. If, if Robert Kraft or um, Jerry Jones doesn't take him, nobody's going to take him. 
They're the only two that yeah. have the balls to, to take Kaepernick. Right, but we're Did just talking before Jones. Mm-hmm. Jones, that's my team, but Jerry Jones has already laid down the law on that type of thing. Yes, he don't yep. want that type of player. So, you know what? I'm not going to put no feather in my Cowboys cap that they don't deserve. And, they, you know, if anybody's going to take a head case or a problem, meaning a problem, it's going to be Kraft. Kraft doesn't – he doesn't care as much. He's the old Oakland right. Raiders. Right. You, the line that you said that I wanted you to repeat, it wasn't that I didn't hear it, but I think it's one of the most important things said today. The auto debate is gone. It's gone. It's over. And June just co-signed, and I wasn't even asking for it. You go to these rooms, and idiots, the only thing they can do is like or put a laugh comment because they got nothing to say. They want to see the fight, but they don't want to fight because they don't have a thought. Until you give them a thought, they don't even have their own thought. It's a sad situation, but if you got to be honest, you run into 100 people a day. You know, 87 of them are really pretty slow with it. 87 of them. And that's just a, that's just a hard fact. Not many of them are going to, they're going to be told what to like, what to watch, what to wear, what to eat. That's what viral means. You can't think of your own. So we gave you something. And you like a monkey that's going to pass it on to the next monkey to the next monkey, to the next monkey. And you're all going to, because think about this. Why is Kylie Jenner one of the most famous people on the earth? She doesn't sing. She doesn't act. She doesn't dance. She doesn't even do porn. Why is she, why do we even know her name? Because they, they keep telling us we should know her name. The girl does nothing. I don't even know. I wouldn't recognize her if she sat next to me and said, hi, I'm Kylie. I'm like, Kylie who? Mm -hmm. But she's supposedly a billionaire and one of the most famous people on the planet with no discernible talent whatsoever. I've never seen her in anything. But I'm not I'm not knocking a hustle now. Don't don't get me wrong. If somebody's got a good hustle and the other the only hustle that I ever knock is pimp preachers. That hustle I don't like. I have no respect for that because that's just taking advantage of dummies. And instead of building a dummy up, you actually further bring them down. I don't, I don't like that. That one I don't like. I don't like pimping in any shape, form or fashion. That's why I have never called some dude. That's not a, a compliment to me. Yo, pimp, that's not a compliment. You're calling me the lowest of low lives. Don't, don't, don't call me that. I love and, my mother. And just brief, yeah. And just briefly, like on this guy in the White House, when you talk about people with a different opinion, and you just point out just facts of he lies constantly. You can <laughs> you can fact check that he lies constantly. You don't even have to like go far. He lies constantly. Uh, you um, you're voting against your interest. He clearly tells you I don't give a fuck about you, but you constantly vote. With them, regarding taxes, healthcare, you you pointed out, and then you and then you still ride with it. I like the Jimmy Kimmel skit when he when he does all of this thing, and the president is there in the audience, and the guy 
the president says, oh, I'm not bringing back coal. I'm not bringing back jobs. And the guy's looking confused. And then the guy says, well, you're still my president. And that's what it <laughs> is. Like, how, yeah. how fucking of a moron are you? Somebody is just telling you this shit in your face. Not even, like, hiding. They're just telling you I'm not doing that. And God damn, I'm like, you you may have your, you know, you're tying, to, you're tying yourself to a party. You're tying yourself to a man. That's like cultish. You know what I'm saying? Like, I may have, like, 100%. certain candidates that was elected, but God damn, I can't say no. I don't like this policy. I don't like this. I don't like that. I'm not going to say, yeah, everything you do is great, because then what would I be as a person? No, I don't like this. I didn't like when they had fucking Obamacare. I mean, I mean, the Affordable Health Care. There was a fine if you didn't have it. You got charged a fine. I don't think that shit's fair. Like, come on, if somebody just don't do something that's not right and it's your guy, just say no. Nah, I don't like that, man. You can't agree with every fucking thing that comes out of everybody's mouth. We never agree with our parents with everything that they did when we were growing up. So no, nah, I don't like that shit. But these people were fucking. This is a cult. It is cold. It's a hundred. It's a. But here's the thing, Bones. That cult has given the rise to many other cults. All the other cults have crawled out from the sewers. The cult of this, the cult of that. I mean, think about it. Sports fans, we love sports. Sports fans will still tell you over the last two years because this cultish that Eli wasn't a problem. This is this is where we are. Don't believe anything you see. Don't believe any data that you read. Don't believe any scientific proof. Now he did give us some kind of good news last night in a roundabout way. Trump. He called. See, Trump is a true scorpion. This motherfucker is true to his nature. He attacks anything and everything around him. He called Giuliani last night his former attorney. <laughs> which, means, which means he's going to fire Giuliani. Now that Giuliani, you know those two guys who got arrested yes. this week? Uh huh. Yeah. Since the shit is right at Giuliani's door, Giuliani can't avoid yes. it. Yes. He just called. They were doing a nest a press conference on the on the White House lawn yesterday. Oh, he said, "Oh, hey, y'all talking about my former attorney?" He was like, "We talking about <laughs> Giuliani? Yeah, yeah, my former attorney." So he hasn't put the official word out, but he's like, you know what? Fuck you, Rudy. See, because he can't help himself. If you notice, everybody who started out with Trump ain't the same people. The only person who's still really there is his wacky family and Pence. Everybody else is gone. Yes, they're gone. <laughs> because after a while, if they don't wake up, he says, you know what? You're useless to me. Get out. He's still living like he's on The uh, Apprentice. You're fired. Hello? You know, he's still doing that. You're fired. Well, before I get the football, so we get the fuck out of here, man. Uh, Yankees, Astros tonight. For the chance to go to the World Series. The Nationals actually beat the Cardinals last night, so they won game up. So it's either going to be Yankees, Astros, Cardinals, and Nationals in the World Series. I'm hoping for the Yankees and the Nationals. I like to see Washington versus New York. I think that'd be pretty cool. We got the UFC tonight, which is great. JJ Tech is fighting Watterson. If I don't know if you're a fan of the UFC or not, are you? Uh, 
Hey, stop that. Who's that? June. Are you gone? Okay. But we're going to finish this up, and we're now going to just pick the NFL games, and I'm going to get the hell out of here. Is anybody still there? Well, Carolina's playing Tampa Bay. I'm picking Carolina to win this game in Tampa Bay. We got Seattle at Cleveland. Cleveland can't seem to get themselves together. Uh, They got all that offensive talent, and it just hasn't blended as of yet. So I am going with Seattle. They're just a better team in my eye. Houston is playing Kansas City. That's a big game, and they're in Kansas City. But if Mahomes is hobbled, I am going with Houston. The battle of garbage. Washington versus Dolphins. Uh, because the Dolphins are home, I'm going to go with the team from the Sunshine State only because they're home. Okay. Is that you, Bones? Yeah, yeah. For some reason, the line went dead. I'm in South Carolina, actually, but the line went dead. Oh, well, things happen. I hope yeah. I hope the weather is all right for you there. Weather is great. Yeah. We have... Uh, we have been suffering greatly here in North Carolina. I mean, we had like three straight weeks of this oppressive 90-degree heat. I mean, I ain't talking 90, barely 90. I'm talking upper 90, 97, 98 every day. We haven't had any rain. I mean, it is now starting to get 50s at night, but we still haven't had any rain. And now we have, uh, we're entering deer hunting season. so. Now I'm starting to see roadkill on the highways, these fucking deers, because I guess people are, you know, making them feel uncomfortable. So now they're darting back in traffic, so you got to be aware of them. I hate mm-hmm. these deers, man. I really do. I I hope to never hit one. I really hope I never get hit by one or that I never hit one. I hear that it's pretty devastating. I mean, because they, they, they pack a punch. Yes, they do. And I don't want my vehicle destroyed by no damn deer. Well, y'all having all this amazing how the weather is. Y'all having this extended heat wave. This week here alone, man, upstate, man, New York, it's been like waking up to 35 and 40 degree weather. Man, I would roll on the floor like Curly Moe, man. I would be ecstatic. I mean, I am still putting on AC. It is in... The middle of October, and I'm still putting on AC just to get to sleep at night because it's too, wow. I mean, 72, 74 overnight degree weather. That That, that is ridiculous. So mm-hmm. we got the bum bowl, right? Redskins are playing the Dolphins. I'm taking the Dolphins only because they're in Miami. Who do you like? Mm, yeah, the Dolphins. Uh-huh. Yeah, the Dolphins because they're at home. June? Uh, yeah, I, I don't think the Redskins are as bad as the Dolphins. Really? You, you know, that's a this is this is a hard pick, man. I only picked because of home. <laughs> only because of home. Now I got to backtrack here mm-hmm. because this is a big game. The Texans are going into Kansas City. Who do you like? Kansas City and Kansas City. Yeah, I think Mahomes is due for a big game. Okay. 
Okay, here's another one. The Seahawks are going into Cleveland. Who do you like? Seahawks all day. I like the Seahawks. Yeah, that's that makes all three. Okay. The Eagles are going into Minnesota. I am hoping for Minnesota, but I got a bad feeling that the Eagles will win. Yeah, them, when they play each other, there's it's always a you know anybody can win. So I'm like you. I I, I want the uh, Vikings to win, but uh, the Eagles um, might win. I'm gonna take the Minnesota only because they're playing at home. Okay, you got the Saints. And they're going into Jacksonville. I got to go with the Saints. Yeah, the Saints. Jacksonville's toast. Yeah, I agree. Bridge, Bridgewater's been lighting up, man. He's, I'm not Bridgewater, lighting up, but he's playing pretty good. Yeah. Bridgewater, Bridgewater is that anti-argument to the black quarterback thing. He is a pocket-passing black quarterback who does not run, who can run an offense. I, I like Teddy a lot. I like Teddy also because of the way he plays and he doesn't get rattled. So I, I I'm a fan of his. We got the shitty Bengals. They are going into Baltimore to play Lamar Jackson and those Ravens. I got Ravens. the Ravens. Yeah. Ravens. Okay, now here's one. Are they for real or are they not for real? The 49ers are going into LA to play the Rams. Uh, hmm. The Rams don't look as good as they looked last year, <laughs> so I might take the 49ers on that one. I, I, I like the 49ers defense. At least I like that defense that showed up, uh, was it Sunday night, Monday night, one of those nights. That defense against, um, was it Cleveland Browns? They looked pretty damn awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, game I nobody cares about, but I gotta ask anyway. The Falcons are playing the uh, cha- uh, Cardinals in Arizona. I'm gonna take Arizona only because it's in Arizona. We tie my hands this week with these picks. <laughs> mm, I, I must take the Falcons. Okay, but you know. If they can't beat the Cardinals, then they really are that bad. <laughs> yeah, Falcons Falcons with that offense, which should be still good. I don't understand what's going on there. But it's football, man. Stuff is shocking every year. You got the Titans. They're playing the Broncos in Denver. I like Tennessee. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. My Cowboys, my Dallas Cowboys playing the Jets. In New York. If we struggle if we struggle with the Jets for more than a quarter and a half, I am going to be the maddest man on the planet tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But you know I'm going with Dallas. Yeah. Well, you gotta go with Dallas. <laughs> on that one. The Jets, I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, I can't really talk. I'm dying, so. <laughs> well, you know what? The Giants are better than the Jets, and you know that. And the Giants are not that good because you're running. You need Saquon Barkley back bad. Oh. Bad. He will open that offense up for 
Well, he's not no longer. He's Danny Pennies. But he will open up that offense. The Steelers play the Los Angeles Chargers. I think the Steelers are toast to steal one of you guys' lines. So I'm going with the Chargers. I just think they're a better team. Yeah, the Chargers. Yeah. Go with the Chargers. Just... They're not playing in New England, so yeah. Because <laughs> Phillip Rivers just can't beat Brady for the life of him. Yeah, man, that's true. And I forgot to say this. When you wake up tomorrow morning, I don't know what time you get up, there will be NFL football on when you wake up in the morning. That Carolina versus Tampa Bay Bucks game is 9.30 in the morning, guys. It's one of those London games. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Breakfast and watch the game. So you don't have to wait till 1 o'clock tomorrow. That game... Uh, I'm gonna go with the Lions on that. No, no, it's the Panthers. Oh, Panthers and Pan- Bucks. Panthers, they, they're kind of playing pretty good right now. I think the Bucks are one of those teams that <laughs> one week they're this, one week they're that. But I um, I'm going to go with um. I'm going to go with the uh, Panthers because they're going to shove Chris McCaffrey down their throat. And uh, I'm hoping I'm, – I'm just hoping – you know what? I like Carolina. They're not my second team. I don't adopt them because I'm down here. It means nothing to me, the Panthers. I mean, first of all, Charlotte is so far away from where I live, it might as well be another state. Um, but yeah. they're the ones that we see on TV the most. They're like the state team, so you see them the most. And Zion kicked off his career this week, and so far he's been impressive, but it's preseason, so I don't get excited about anything preseason. As much as I love my Spurs, I don't even follow them in preseason. Yeah, speaking of Charlotte being far far away, when I had to uh, drive down, (laughs) I know you think I'm crazy for driving from New York all the way down there, but when I had to drive down to go to Charlotte and you get to that – the split, I think it's Raleigh, Durham, or whatever. And if you go the yeah. wrong way, <laughs> it's going to take you three hours to get back to <laughs> the yeah, right. That's the right uh... That would be me. I'm at that split. I'm I'm the Raleigh, Durham, Triangle area. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, I appreciate you calling in. I want you to go on and have a great day. I appreciate you also having good reception. That's important. Maybe the most important thing so that people could hear your thoughts. And I'm going to tell you like I tell everybody else because I'm getting out of here, my brother. Okay? Uh, Everybody, peace to you and peace to yours. June, be good, dude. All right, you too, man. Okay.